Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. I'm Ethan Foster, your host. Good morning to you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Give God thanks for waking us up this morning and being able to gather together wherever you are, listening to the podcast or reading the scriptures or whatever you're doing this Sunday morning. I thank God for everything. You give me the ability to do this show, as always. Um, I would like to talk about approaches. So we, we have begun to open up the the... Uh, the arguments for why God exists and for reasonable conclusions about God, the universe, the creation, etc. And as we continue moving forth, I'd like to discuss approaches because you know me, I'm a different breed and I like doing things a bit differently than mainstream Christians do. One thing I've noticed over the, the years when I first got into apologetics is, is one and this is the approach that I like, is the the logical stance of it all. So if you listen to someone of the likes of William Blake Craig, Dr. Turek, um, I mean, it, he's pretty much canceled now, uh, justifiably, but Robbie Zacharias, if you ever listened to them in the past, uh, you would notice this very logical and philosophical uh, arguments to build the case to build the case for Christianity. And from that building, from the objective facts of history and of science, you build a philosophical argument to say, this is why I'm a Christian and the spirit leads me into Christianity. And that is the approach I think we should take. We all as Christians should take. When you have discussions with someone, this is something that I've learned through having many conversations with people. You have to speak at their level. So whenever I speak to the LDS, for example, I don't, I don't use, uh, let's, uh, let's just say, I don't use non-LDS sources to prove the point that I'm making because they would just call anti-Mormon and ignore it. In order to have proper conversations with people, if you're trying to convince them of something, you have to use their standard of ideological thinking. And this is an annoyance, right? Because I don't agree with the LDS church. Obviously, I think Joseph Smith was a liar and he wasn't a prophet. But if you are to speak to them, you have to speak at a level that they understand, not necessarily conforming to their beliefs, but you go down uh, to this certain level and speak in their language. So whenever I talk with the LDS and I want to quote a Bible verse, I use King James Version because they'll understand that the best because that's the official Bible of their church. I don't use the King James Version that often. Uh, I use ESV, uh, Young Literal Translation, and Interlinear Translation, uh, which is another literal translation. And it's a very good one. I totally recommend it. And so, but with that, you have to talk at that level. So when we as Christians are in society and we are having these conversations with atheists, for example, you have to use their sense of logic and um, and something that they can understand as people. Uh, is this a basic uh, tactic or, or just a reasonable way to have a conversation? So if I were having a discussion with an atheist, let's assume that a young earth and then I'm a young earther. Uh, I'm not, but let's just assume so. If I were to have a discussion with an atheist and try and prove something like intelligent design, I would use the theory of evolution because there's a lot of good stuff in there to pinpoint, look at where intelligent design is here and here and here, and how did this all come up just by chance, right? You would use their sense of logic and their belief system to tear down their own belief system, if that makes sense. So 
if I were going back to the Mormon example, if I had a discussion with an LDS person, I'd pull out the Book of Mormon and read 2 Nephi 521. It, it, it talks about uh, black people being cursed with the dark skin, right? So you, you would use their own books to their own philosophy to disprove whatever they're trying to say. It's a tactic that I think will be helpful for you, brothers and sisters, because when you go down into their logic, you can better help explain to them the faults of it. And you, But first, you must understand it. So before you even go down into discussing an apologetical concept, you first have to understand where they're coming from and make sure that you have the patience to deal with it. It's something that, once again, I've had to learn the hard way. In conversations with people, I've gotten very angry. I've gotten very passionate. And you'll hear it on the podcast sometimes. But in that, you will learn to stay calm. You'll learn to stay controlled, to stay open-minded. And God, I think, has helped me a lot. Uh, the Holy Spirit guides you. It will help mend you to be a more patient, more kind, and loving person. And you'll learn that you can actually get somewhere, not through debate, but through discussion and through understanding perspectives. The issue with society today is that we talk with amongst each other and not bother to understand where someone else is coming from. And therefore, we are speaking to a brick wall and we're trying to tear down that wall. But you don't have the tools to tear down that wall because you don't understand what that wall is made of. You have to first understand the makeup of that wall that is dividing you guys in conversation in order to have the proper tools to tear down that wall. And so as we move on, I want you guys to think of that. Whenever I'm rambling or yelling or talking about atheism and different uh, philosophical or historical truths, understand it's from my perspective. And it's from our perspective. And whenever we talk amongst people with that, they may have a different perspective. Maybe with an atheist, for example, instead of the evidence being the problem, they are so hurt by an event that happened in their life that they decide to reject God. Well, from then, me yelling about what Josephus wrote won't do a damn thing. It won't. Because in that case, you are speaking to a brick wall that you cannot tear down because their problem isn't the evidence, it's the morality of it. So in that case, you would say, look, Christ gives you new life. You go to the spiritual side of it and try and convince them from the spiritual side. Now, some people you cannot reach. And that's another thing we must accept. Some people would just reject Christ out loud. And we have to accept that. And we have to respect that. God gives humanity the respect enough to not force us to convey to his will. He says, look, I give you a choice. You either accept me or not. You either have eternal life in me or, or eternal damnation without me. The, that's the choice. Eternal separation or eternal unification with God. We are presented with the choice of salvation. It's up to us to present that choice to people. And then if they decide to reject it, well, they have to face God with that. They have to face the ultimate judge. And we ought not judge. We said, look, I love you, brother. I will be here if you are ready to accept. Let me tell you about what Jesus has given to me, has changed my life. I have eternal life in Christ. And if you don't want that, then that's your choice. That's all you have to say. And they can mock you. They can do whatever. And that that is just a choice that we make as being Christians. Is that in this world, we will suffer for the name of Christ. 
And I take great joy in that. Because Christ uh, paid the ultimate suffering for us. And so we ought to give as much as we can to him. Because we owe it to him. And we can't pay him back, but we owe it to him. So those are just some thoughts. Hopefully you found them helpful in your walk and in your journey and in in the missions that you do in this world, trying to spread the gospel. Just do the simple things. Hand out a Bible or two. Uh, just tell people about the gospel. It, it doesn't need to be overly complicated. And this is where the evangelical side of me comes out. When you just speak the name of Christ, and allow Christ's name to spread and allow God to uh, water the seeds that you plant in people, you will find great success in it. You may not see it. I don't know the seeds that I've planted through this podcast, through ministry work I've done, through talking amongst people. I don't know. But I trust the Almighty God in planting, in my planting of those seeds, and Him being the gardener and growing the plants and ultimately producing the fruit that He needs for the growing of his kingdom. We will see you here Wednesday. This is Common Sense Christianity.